Welcome back to another edition of WWE Mentality. I believe the 22nd edition of WWE Mentality. Dude, has it been 22 editions already? 22, and that voice that you just heard is none other than the ghost. The ghost. Of Christmas past. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That is the executive producer, and I want to welcome him back. Man, I'll tell you what, JR. To the thank mothership. You. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's, it's a little different me sitting over here on this side of things. Uh, but, you know, that's okay. I mean, I've, I've had a couple things I've had to get done. I've been a little busy with, you know, we wear many hats, JR. We're dads. We work. You know, we got other things we got to take care of, and that's why I had to step back. Um, but I was able to be here today, and I, yes. uh, JR was telling me last week, he's like, man, you going to be able to be there next week? I was like, you know what? Yes, I will be here. Oh, so um, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I'm glad you're here because I told all of our fans two weeks ago that I would have you in here, and then you had to go out of town on me. No, look. And, and you know, handle blame my wife. Up, you know, blame it on me. It's her fault. I blame her. <laughs> well, we can blame her. That's fine. She's not here. She can take the blame. <laughs> she don't listen either anyway, right? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, we're going to run through SmackDown Live and Raw, and then we're also going to get to the top 20 superstars in the last decade that I have created. My brother was going to was gonna be here today. He got stuck working for the state and uh, got stuck doing some dump truck deal. He served. Couldn't, he couldn't be here. Yeah, he got served up in North Carolina once again. Mm, I've been there before. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what we're going to do, so let's, let's go ahead and start it. Um what what's your what's been your thought on SmackDown Live lately? Um, I I'm I'm liking it okay. Uh, I know you're loving the Fiend. I'm lo- I do like the Fiend. Uh, it's it's just a it's odd for me for Fridays, man. Like since it switched to Fridays, yeah. man, it's just been kind of odd. Um, it, it's thrown a kink in my entire week, but that's okay. Hey, you know what? Things happen. Uh, I, I'm still trying to get used to certain little things with uh, SmackDown. Um, like especially with the Fiend being on SmackDown is different and taking the Universal Championship from Raw to SmackDown. Um, I'm just trying to. I'm, I'm I'm still in the adapting mode, if that makes any sense. It makes perfect sense. And before we get to SmackDown, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Survivor Series. What did you think of Survivor Series? I know you watched it. I did. I watched, and and to be quite honest, Jr., I didn't get to watch all of it. Right. And then that's. I don't like the fact that like. Okay, I can see them implementing NXT into Survivor Series. Okay, that was a cool angle. I like yeah, that. I enjoyed it. But to have NXT win Survivor Series, I didn't. I didn't quite get down with it. Um, and I guess that may be because of my ignorance to NXT. Yeah. Um, I need to be paying more or closer attention to NXT. I just. Uh, I wasn't sure, and the thing is, is. The only thing that I don't like about it is the fact that I feel like NXT is going to end up becoming a bigger brand than WWE. You think so? Man, the way it's acting, and you hear, I mean, have you heard the crowds lately? NXT, NXT. Like, they're all on the NXT train, and it's like WWE becomes the byproduct. I mean, it's all WWE, but, you know, like, NXT is its own show. Raw and SmackDown are their own shows. You know, they're all branded under WWE. Right. I'm just afraid that. NXT is going to, everybody's going to be wanting to go to NXT instead of the other way around. Well, I'm going to talk about NXT real quick. You know Tommaso Ciampa, one of, probably one of the best superstars that's in NXT. He said he would retire before he got moved up to Raw I, or SmackDown. I read that yesterday, I believe. It was either yesterday or the day before I read right. that. It's 
See, that, so yeah, like, to tell, yeah, exactly what you were saying. Like, you you're afraid that it's gonna be, uh, I wouldn't say better, but people are gonna want to go there more than just Raw and SmackDown. I, I mean, I feel like Raw and SmackDown have kind of taken a backseat to NXT a little bit. Yeah, I, and I'm and being as NXT was created to help get superstars ready for the next level. Yeah, I, I don't like it. They've they've made NXT bigger or as big, not bigger, but as big as right, uh, Raw and SmackDown. I'm not I'm not a fan, dude. I just can't get behind it. I mean, it would be like taking the Gwinnett Stripers, who are the AAA farm team for the Atlanta Braves, mm-hmm. and making them better and bigger than the Atlanta Braves. I mean, I see where you're coming from. I do. I do. But, anyway, uh, that's yeah. that's that's enough of my rant. So, Survivor Series was good, in my opinion. I think one of the best pay-per-views they've had in a long time. I mean, I mean, I was digging it. Don't get uh, me wrong. Other than the Fiend match, I mean, I love the match itself. Just that red light is killing. Me. The red light is pretty I is mean, pretty hard. Yes. But uh, SmackDown Live, we had Roman Reigns defeat Robert Roode. Um, I mean, what they're gonna do with Roman Reigns, I think, right now is just put him through the mid card. You know, start off the show, get the ratings up a little bit, and then either have him start the show or mid card. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think he's going to be a, a end of the show, closing out the show type guy anymore. No, for a while, for a while at least. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, Mustafa Ali got his name back. He was Ali. Now he's Mustafa Ali again. He defeated Drew Gulak. No surprise there. Lacey Evans, uh, still your woman. Oh yeah, yeah. I am a Lazy Evans fan. She totally. Had, yeah, she had uh, came out and pretty much told Bailey and Sasha that they're nasties. They're nasties, of course yeah. they are. And uh, she was going to take Bailey's championship. See a little bit of a face turn there for Lacey Evans. Yeah, maybe? yeah. She. Uh, I don't think she's wrestled on SmackDown for a while. She. I mean, yeah, I mean, she was part of Survivor Series. Okay. That's um, right, she was. But as far as having a match, I don't. I haven't seen her in one now. It has been a little while. Uh, you know the fact that Bailey and Sasha came out there in that segment and were just you know putting the blame on everyone else for right. the shortcomings of SmackDown. Kind of like what I mean, they came in last, right? Yeah, they came in dead last, and it's kind of like what they did, or kind of like what Seth Rollins did. Yeah. On Raw. Okay, and I love the fact that like Lacey Evans came out and was like, you know what? Uh, uh-uh. I don't think so. Y'all are a couple of nasties. <laughs> You know, her, drop yeah. that women's right. Right. Come on. That's my girl. Anyway. I, I love that character. I think she can go pretty far with that. Right. This yeah. day and age. Oh, absolutely. Uh, crazy Nikki Cross defeated Sonya Deville, one half of Fire and Desire, which I'm honestly still shocked that they're even still a tag team. Um, you know, <laughs> all right, let me ask you this, JR. Do you ever get an opportunity to watch Total Divas? No. Okay. I... We'll go on the record for saying I'm a fan of Total Divas. I DVR it every week because it always comes on late and I'm already asleep. Right. And I haven't finished watching two nights ago episode, but I will. Anyway, they're not done with that tag team. I think they're still trying to create a different angle for some certain things with them. But I do agree with you. I think they need to split up. I think they need to go to separate ways. I think, man, and no offense to Mandy Rose, but I think she's holding Sonya Deville back. I think she's got a lot of potential. I think so too. Mandy Rose is just a arm piece. I hate to say it that way. I mean, and she can get in the ring and she can do some things, but she's not Sonya Deville. Nikki Cross is my girl. Like I love me some Nikki Cross. Right. You know, I love her. I, I, I don't even know what to describe it. Her energy level, I guess, is what it is. Like her energy high. is just is insane. And the, ah, 
like I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. But yeah, so like when Nikki Cross rolled up Sonya Deville, I was okay with it. Well, uh, I said it many times that Mandy Rose is holding back Sonya Deville, and I believe Sonya Deville would be a much better singles competitor than what Mandy Rose would be. So we'll see where all that goes in the upcoming months. Um. SmackDown Tag Team Champions New Day defeated Intercontinental Champion, the, the brand new uh, belt Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Cesaro, what you always say is just that journeyman. Dude, and I hate it for him, man, because the Swiss Cyborg, I mean, he had a pretty good character there where, uh, you ever see that movie The Hitman? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. like he, ha- he had a character similar to that uh, when he came back from an injury, I want to say like three or four years ago. Right. Okay, he, he took on a character like that. Then they paired him up with Sheamus. Yep. Okay, um, he's been paired up and dropped and up and down throughout the years, and he's just been used to make other people look good. I hate it for him because I think he had a pretty decent thing going, but WWE thought otherwise, and that's why they're billionaires and we're not. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're just podcasters. Right. <laughs> but no, um, I, I like the belt. The Intercontinental Championship belt looks pretty cool, the new one. There's a big conspiracy of why they changed belts. I'm not going to get into it right now, but there's a big conspiracy. I'll explain it next week. But Okay. Um, yeah, Cesaro, I think, just one of those guys that are going to be moved back down to NXT. I, I can see him having really good matches there. Okay. If, if, if that I mean, works for him, if that's a fit for him, by all means. I mean, yeah, Finn Balor down there already, and that's a shock that he's there. But he, he to me, was feel like he was just stale on Raw. He was. And not, and not moving anywhere. I think Shinsuke's gotten stale. I mean, I, yeah. I I just I think that there's some of these like talents like Shinsuke. I liked him when he first came onto the scene. Yeah, dude, they hyped him up, and then it was just like a fall from like a free fall. Well, since that match with AJ Styles at WrestleMania, I think he just kind of. Well, when they turned him heel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was a great match. It was. Uh, Daniel Bryan, and you went first. You said something about Sheamus. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, I saw Sheamus it. Is back I, now, so. Yeah, I did see some sort of video. I would like to see them get back. I think the bar was the best thing that ever happened to Cesaro. I think so too. Next, well, well when maybe was, both of them. Well, when when Cesaro was paired with, oh gosh, Tyson Kidd. Yeah, it was really good tag. That team. That was good tag yeah. team. Okay, but since you know Tyson, he had to retire. Yeah. Um, but putting him back with Sheamus and reforming the bar. Dude, we're not just the we, we don't set the bar. We are the bar. I yeah. love it. yeah. See, like that was awesome to me. I think they're gonna just they're gonna build that up like uh, kind of like the Shield reunion. They're just gonna build it for a couple weeks and then it's actually gonna happen. You think it would be as big as the Shield reunion? The reaction though, maybe. Well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, Only time will tell. Yeah. Daniel Bryan responded to Universal Champion Bray Wyatt. Uh, that didn't go so well for Mr. Bryan, considering he got drug underneath the, or actually drug through the ring. Yes, it's true. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. You know, Bray Wyatt was supposed to announce his next uh, friend on in the Firefly Funhouse or whatever. Right. And the fact that it wasn't really anything ne- anything to that other than issuing a challenge to Bray Wyatt again, or not Bray Wyatt, excuse me, to Daniel Bryan again to, to at TLC. I was like, wait a minute, that, that was kind of a, that was a big letdown for me because I was looking forward to that all week. Right. Last week leading up to SmackDown after I got back from trivia night, I sat down and I was like, all right, what's going on? How's this going to unfold, you know? Yeah. 
and it was nothing. He, and I'm thinking to myself, dude, what what are you trying to do? I mean, are you trying to just kind of ride this this conflict with Daniel Bryan for a little while before the big conflict with Braun Strowman? That's going to be WrestleMania, dude. I'm waiting for it. I had a dream about that, JR. Did you? I seriously did. I dreamed that I was standing there with Bray and Braun, and they were like, you two are going to have a good storyline leading into WrestleMania next year. I'm not even playing. I mean, I hope it does. I hope they don't blow it and do it before WrestleMania because, you know, WWE does do that. They've, they, yep, they've been known to do that, but only time will tell. But, yeah, like Daniel Bryan, okay, TLC. And is Bray Wyatt ever going to wrestle – on SmackDown, or is he just a pay-per-view guy? What I understand is that they are going to not have him wrestle on SmackDown to save, like, his character. Because if you see too much of him, it's like, okay, here's the fiend again. You don't want him to get too stale, I guess, is what they're trying to do. So, I mean, I think it's going perfectly right now. You know, have him come out to Firefly Funhouse and just, you know, I wouldn't say degrade superstars, but you know, get in their heads. I mean, it works. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Um, I, mean, I I can see what they're doing. It's just um, I would like to see him wrestle more. Okay. As long as that red light's not you know around and he doesn't wrestle in the red light, I love it. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But that pretty much wrapped up SmackDown Live. Um, Red Circle. RedCircle.com is where we host our podcast. They uh, they have taken care of us a lot and uh, answered any and all questions I had because I was not very savvy when it came to switching over hosts from one to the other and had a lot of questions. They answered them for me. So uh, thank you, RedCircle.com, for doing that, and I highly recommend it for a podcast hosting site if anybody out there runs their own podcast. It's good stuff. Red Circle. Yeah. RedCircle.com. Um, we're going to be getting the top 20 superstars, men and women, in the last 20 years, along with our top five categories that me and uh, my brother chose last week or two weeks ago, whichever one that was. Something for you, my man. Your woman is off the market. Dana Brooke is now in relation with one Dave Bautista. What do you think about that? Dude, he's dead. <laughs> Dude, I, listen, Batista, dead. you're listening right now, which I know you are. <laughs> He's not. Look, I, I'm I'm coming for you. All right, you leave my <laughs> woman alone, Dana Brooke. I mean, well, both of our women are taken. What are we gonna do? <laughs> Nikki Cross, you available? <laughs> Holler at me. Well, along with that, uh, I think it's awesome. She was on uh, WWE The Bump, which is on YouTube, and she just uh, she. Saw that Dave was available. He sent out a tweet saying that he was single, and she pretty much hopped on it. And had some conversations. In more ways than yeah, one, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's wrestling with him more ways than one. Um, did you happen to catch any article or watch anything on Facebook? or It's probably out in any social media right now. NXT's uh, one half of NXT champion uh, tag team champions, Bobby Fish, buying groceries for him. I didn't see that. No, I didn't you see need that. To watch that. It's very inspirational, and it, it just gives you a little bit more faith that humanity is not complete. Okay, I'll take the, um, I'll take a look at that, Jr. Yeah, the guy was holding up signs that he was homeless. He had a couple kids, and Bobby Fish went in there and bought him a couple bags of groceries, and I think even some Christmas presents. So very, that's very, pretty cool. Very cool to watch. Very inspirational. But 
Remind everybody that TLC is December 15th, hosted from Brock Lesnar's home, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Dude, don't even get me started on that chump. Don't even <laughs> get me Brock started Lesner on fan, that huh? chump. <laughs> Not at all. Well, did you, I mean, I know you heard what's going on with him, haven't you? Um, have not. Dude. I mean, you're not going to see Brock Lesnar again until the Royal Rumble. I'm sure. I think it's so sure, yeah. He's got the universal, or, or excuse me, the heavyweight title. Yeah. And you're not going to see him again? Like, dude, we're doing the same crap we did a couple of years ago or last year or whatever it was. All right? Showing up when he wants to show up. Not going to be defended on television. Not going to be defended on a pay-per-view. Right. Not going to be defended at TLC. You want to watch the ratings drop again or go lower than what they already are? Keep up this kind so, of crap. So he might not defend it at TLC, but does that not mean he'll be there? No, he's taking a break. He's not going to be there at all. Wow. If that's true, shame on WWE. Well, on Brock I don't know. Okay, I can't say that accurately. Right. It did say that he was taking. He was going to go on a hiatus. So that mean? What does that mean? No a surprise. break? Yeah. Typical Brock Lesnar move. Doing what he wants to do whenever he wants to do. Yeah. Monday Night Raw. AOP, which I'm wearing their shirt, by the way. Yeah, why? They're garbage. They're garbage. They uh they came back last week, attacked, I believe it was, um, who was it? Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, yeah. Uh, attacked Kevin Owens, and I saw an article out there saying that they might team with Seth Rollins to become the architects. The ar- architects? Is that how you say it? The architect? The, ar- the architects of pain. The architects of pain, that's what they're calling themselves? Maybe. I don't think it's official, but they're helping out Seth Rollins a lot. Seth Rollins is the architect. I mean, listen. I think it's a pretty catchy name. Well, Seth Rollins is, he, he, he kind of <laughs> somewhat started a heel turn a few weeks ago after Survivor Series when he started putting the blame on everyone else for Raw not beating NXT. Good. And pointing out Charlotte Flair and pointing, what do you mean good? He's 10 times better heel than he is a baby. You cannot disagree with him. I'll tell you what, though. He's, he is one. My son is a, is a Seth Rollins fan now. <laughs> is he? When we go in my son's bedroom and we wrestle in our makeshift wrestling ring, yeah. he has to do the stomp to me and a pedigree Ooh. and a DDT and the Falcon Arrow. I was say the Falcon Arrow, too. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's he a, does them all because he is he is Seth he plays Seth Rollins music when he walks into his bedroom on his little Austin tablet. Austin freaking Bateman. He's Austin and he's named after Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. So he, he should be Seth more Rollins. like Kevin Owens and he can do the stunner. He knows how to do the stunner too. But anyway, we're getting off track here. Yeah, AOP crash into Seth Rollins. Anyway, yeah, that's that's they're going to end up forming a newer type of shield. I think it'd be cool to watch. I like AOP. Maybe call it the sword instead of the shield this time. <laughs> sword. Uh, Kevin Owens, he's had some bad luck, as we were just talking about with Seth Rollins. He defeated Bobby Lashley, finally. Uh, I, I hope Bobby Lashley gets out of this storyline with Rusev. Um, I haven't talked to you about it because you haven't been here and you've been doing other things. That is but, so dumb. Um, it took a turn, what I felt... it. The, the storyline just took a turn a couple weeks ago when she said she first said she was pregnant. Then she went back up the ramp after Bobby Lashley attacked Rusev and said that she could not believe that he thought that she was pregnant. That's where I think it's gone a little bit too far. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, if you looked at her, my wife even made the comment the other night. She thinks that Lana really is pregnant. Like, it's not just so? an act. 
She thinks that Lana really well, is pregnant. Here's the thing. I think I discussed to you off air a day or so ago when you came by and saw me. Um, they're in a new movie with each other, Rusev and Lana. Rusev and Lana. And the movie's about to come out. So I feel like this storyline has gotten so big just to build up or plug their movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, know, you know how WWE will do that. They'll bring back, you know, The Rock or Stone Cold and, and, bring, and build up a movie. But. Like when Stone Cold had his um, straight-up Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah, How they yeah. brought him out a couple times before the show launched. Which, which I thought was really good. I did like that show a lot. There's a lot that I didn't know, but I thought it was good. Yeah. But maybe this Bobby Lashley and Lana issue will be dead water. But Kevin so, Owens, man. Like, Kevin Owens... He said, uh, he said some pretty choice words for Seth Rollins. Did you happen to hear what he said? Yes, I heard exactly what he said, and I cannot <laughs> believe the censorship did not kick in. I was I was uh, honestly, dude. Very surprised. Very. Yeah. A little appalled. Yeah? A little bit, because it was just unexpected. I, I thought he was going to instead of saying bullsh, you know? Right, right. I yeah. thought he was going to say BS. Right. You know, like, that's BS. You know, everybody says that. So they, they are officially heading back towards not PG-13, but maybe PG to... Oh, gosh, I don't know, JR. That's hard to say. But anyway, Kevin Owens one of the best talkers on the mic. And the fact that he has been able to successfully turn face has spoken volume to me yeah. in regards to his character and how well-rounded of an entertainer he is. Because I, I said it I said it probably a year ago this time. I was like, Kevin Owens will always be heel. Yeah. He will never turn face. He's always going to be a heel. And I was wrong. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Drew McIntyre defeated Akira Tazara and challenged Randy Orton, the Viper. The OC interrupted their conversation to start a brawl. I mean... Randy Orton kind of a baby face right now too. They turn him baby face. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I don't like him as a I think he's a much better heel like Seth Rollins. Oh, I like Randy Orton as a baby face. I mean, either way, he's good. But, yes. Um, Alistair Black, he's made a few appearances in the last couple weeks. He defeated the uh, X two hundred five champion Tony Nese. Watch, watch a big push for him. I hope so. Watch a big push for him, man. His character's finally starting. I mean, it was already there, yeah. but it's starting to mold into... Darker? I mean, <sighs> a little bit darker, a little bit more sadistic. He's starting to he's starting to come into his own, I guess. I don't, I don't know what the right word is. I know what I want to say, but I don't know how to say it right now, JR. Anyway. Right, right. Um, 24-7 champion, R-Truth, got defeated by... I think one of your one of your top NASCAR guys. Yeah, Kyle he Bush. won the cup this year. Yeah. He won the chase. Yeah, NASCAR Kyle Busch. Uh, that was kind of comical to me. Um, Darrell Waltrip being the referee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big uh, NASCAR fan. I mean, I'm you know, between us and those listening, I'm not either. It's part of my station image here right. at the radio <laughs> station. But, no, um, I didn't watch the final race. I didn't do any of that stuff. I know who, I know who they are it's simply because of my job. Uh, anyway, hey, I, I bet they turned left. Yes. I bet they went left. They went left. Yeah. Definitely didn't go right. Um, Andr- Andrade defeated Eric Young. Another journeyman, man. Andrade. Andrade. Andrade is a journeyman. What is it? What are they doing with him? I, I hate mean, the fact that he's dating Charlotte Flair. I he's do. a journeyman. But I think he, I don't know, man. He's just hard to tell with him. I think he's in limbo right now. Like, uh, who do we always talk about? 
Not Cesaro, but... We always talk about Cesaro yeah, being in limbo. Uh, Apollo Crews is Apollo one that's Crews, in, in yeah. limbo a lot. Um, there's so many, like, that are in limbo. Like, I wonder, like, you got up here next, Eric Rowan. Yeah. I wonder what his... What's in that stupid cat carrier? I don't know. No way Jose almost found out for one of his... Uh, dancing buddies. Yeah, one of his Congo line, Congo line guys. members, attendees. Um, Eric Roman did not like that at all. So, we don't know what's in the cage. Or I just in the box would, I, or I think it's it a head of some sort. So? Well, uh, time will tell, as we always say here on WWE. Yes, only time will tell. WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the. Can I, can I say what I call them? Have you been paying attention to the show? Or WWE tag, Women's Tag Team Champions? Yeah, can I call them the name I thought? Or what I like to call them? Well, what is that? The Bukaki Warriors. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. That's cute. That's, yeah. that's cute. The Bukaki Warriors defeated Charlotte Flair in a one-on-two handicap. Charlotte Flair asked for this. She asked one-on-two. On, one yeah. What's gotten in her head, man? I mean, Charlotte's Ooh. taking a little bit of a dip, too. Nah. I, I have to disagree with you there, JR. Uh, I think they're they, they will find a place for her soon. She's one of those that you've got to find a place for. You can't put them in limbo yeah, too long, to. okay? Or they're gonna. It's just it, it, the, it's going to cause the show to be even become more stale and more stale as time goes by. But Charlotte Flair, she is the. And I hate it pains me to say this. Between her and Natalia, they are the total package. Charlotte Flair just wears it better. I totally agree. It, between wrestlers and uh, entertainment-wise, I think Natalia lacks a little bit of entertainment, but wrestling, she's awesome. Well, I mean, it's it it's, goes back to, I mean, I hate to say it, but it might have something to do with the genetic makeup there and the effect that oh, Charlotte, no, listen to me. I was going to, don't blame it on Rick. No, Rick <laughs> is, all right, all right, who was better back in their primes? Rick Flair or Brett the Hitman Hart? Or uh, Jim the Anvil Neinhart? I mean... Personally, I, I would have to say, uh, which one, not Rick, but Brett. You think Brett Hart? I think he's better technical. Okay. I mean, because there's a lot that goes into wrestling. It's technical, you know, and well, you know, was he a be- and, he was he better? All right. So let me ask Rick you this: Rick was a better entertainer. Okay. Sure. And that's where we're kind of that's kind of where I was going. Like you know, Natalia, she's got some okay mic skills, but you can tell she's she's really having to try really yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Charlotte Flair, it flows. Oh, yeah. It sure. flows. Everything yep. she does is on point. Yep. It flows perfectly. Okay? I, I I agree with you, though. As far as a technical wrestler, definitely, definitely Brett the Hitman Hart. And look at that. In Natalia, she's a much better technical wrestler. She is a ground-and-pound wrestler. She, I mean, have you ever seen – have you really ever seen Natalia go to the top rope? No. Okay. You've seen Charlotte go to the top top rope on more than one occasion. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You can tell the wrestling styles by who their family are. Genetics. Even though it doesn't make 100% sense, but you get what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I don't disagree. For sure. All right, sorry about that. Well, the best tag team in the world, uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders. Garbage. (laughs) Some, Some jobbers. Some jobbers, yeah. What are we doing with these guys? All right, we got the titles on, and why don't they hey, call we, them Heavy Machinery? Did we just cover SmackDown. I didn't see Heavy Machinery in there. 
It's because they're they're too busy helping sell merchandise for the holidays. Did you not see them at the merchandise table? Uh, yeah, I, get your get your heavy machinery shirts. I know where Otis I think was. I got he, one. He was in the bathroom with uh, Max and magazine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got. A, I wouldn't say a little crush. He's probably got a big old crush. Oh, on dude! Him. If you watch his Instagram, he's got a huge crush. Yeah. Well, I I still feel like they might get together. That would be an awesome intergender intergender tag team. Yes. Mandy and him. Or yes. maybe uh, what's that called? Uh, mix match mix challenge. Mix challenge. Yeah. But um, you gotta, but you gotta put. Uh, oh, and who came back? Who came back the other night on? Well, I think we skipped it accidentally. Who came back the other night in the Nikki Cross Sonya Deville after that match was over? Because Sonya and Mandy attacked Nikki. Who came back? Oh yeah, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Welcome back, Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Her best friend in the world. But I love it. Alexa always has a best friend. Yes, she does. She always turns on. Yes, she does. Yeah, but the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders, my team, defeated Mark Sterling and Mitchell Lyons. Jobbers. Not that you care. No, I don't care because the Viking Raiders (laughs) are being spoon-fed these little people and they've never really had any real competition. They won the titles from Bobby Roode, excuse me, Robert Roode, and Dolph Ziggler. They never should have had the titles in the first place, okay? That's true. I'm just saying. Well, and Dolph, say Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler should never have done And the fact that they got them by a technicality off of Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. <laughs> dude, give me a break. That is a no, that is a garbage tag team right there. Those are two that's a garbage yeah, that's a garbage tag team they wanted off of. Therefore it's a garbage tag team championship, okay? But they were the last ones standing on the kickoff show as the virus series. There's I didn't see the kickoff show, so yeah, yeah all right. I didn't see it. Just happened to miss out. Actually, you know what? I did see it. I did see it. Yeah. I'm sure you did. They were the last ones there. Against who? I don't know. That was two weeks ago. The, t- the New Day? <laughs> the New Day was there, probably. Stale. Heavy Machinery was there. No, because it was all between NXT, <laughs> Raw, and SmackDown. Well, anyway, yeah, you, you put them in the ring. You you <laughs> feed uh, heavy, heavy Machinery, the Impactor, and it's over. I'm telling you. Or the Compactor, whatever they call <laughs> yeah, it. The Compactor. The OC defeated United States champion, newly United States champion, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, and Humberto Carrillo. There are rumors out there that Humberto Carrillo is uh, not doing so good with this man. This man is probably going to bury him. Think so? I think he's a good talent. I like watching him. He's pretty entertaining. Ricochet, we all know where I lie with Ricochet. I mean, one of the, the best high flyers in the business. Um... I don't know about Rey Mysterio being United States champion. I don't know why they took that off the uh, AJ Styles. I just have this weird feeling that AJ Styles is the next one to go up against Brock Lesnar. Think so? It's just a feeling. Well, if you remember, AJ and Brock met Survivor Series a few years ago. And um, I believe Brock Lesnar won that that match. But I'm I'm still waiting for Brock... And Randy Orton to go head to head again. That's a possibility, dude. All things are possible. It's going to happen at, at Mania. They need to because I mean, where Brock Lesnar split Randy Orton's head open, right? Back at SummerSlam, what was it? Three years ago, four years ago, something like that. That needs to be rectified. And anyway, Maybe they, we digress. They might push it. They may not. But we'll we'll see. Time to get to the top twenty. I know you. I don't see a list in 
front of you. So. I, I don't have one, Jay. I'm sorry. You it's know. okay. You can listen to mine, and then we can a little bit. And I'll just fake. tell you if you're right or wrong. How about that? All right. Okay. Top 20 men that, and this was hard, and um, I first want to say there's tons and tons of superstars, men and women, that did not make my list that should be on a list somewhere. And it's, it's very hard in the last 20 years to uh, put any superstar they're all good. They're all very good. They've spent a lot of time uh, owning their craft and doing all that. But just in my personal opinion, my top 20 men and women superstars, I'm about to mention. And I'm starting with number 20 for the men. Paul Cook. So you're number one? He's number 20. Oh, he's number 20. Just, just because I didn't really see him wrestle. In the last 20 years? In the last 20 years, I've never really... I've seen him wrestle, right? Okay, but he was more... I think he was more popular before the last 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Like 1999 down. He had a match with The Rock at WrestleMania in 2001 or 2002. Okay. All right. So just based off that fact, I know he should be lower, like maybe top 10, but... Yeah, I get you. I get you. Mark Henry's number 19. He's done a lot for the business outside. He's done a lot for the business inside. He had a pretty good run, though, for a while. World's Strongest Man, Sexual Chocolate. I mean, It's sexual, baby. I used to love <laughs> his music, yeah. Uh, coming in at number 18, Kane. I think he deserves to make the list based off his character and where he's, where he's how far he's gone with he's it. He's the mayor of Knox Count, Knoxville, Tennessee or something. Um, New United States champion Rey Mysterio. I don't think I can leave him out. No. Nope. at number 17. Dang, you got some pretty big names at the bottom of the list. It makes me wonder who's at the top. Oh, you'll have to see. Kurt Angle comes in at 16. Okay, okay. His recent run, I see. Okay. Uh, Chris Benoit, 15. Very technical wrestler. Had really good matches that I remember watching. Chris Benoit. Okay. That's what I called him. Uh, number 14, CM Punk. CM Punk, okay, he's I mean, he's one that I've, I'm I'm reading and learning more and more about because I I wasn't around for, for the CM Punk era. For me, he did change. And there's not many, there's not a lot of superstars out there that come in there and just change the dynamic of the business. And I feel like he was one of those. Mm-hmm. Edge, thirteen. Edge. Edge number thirteen. Okay. Uh, number twelve, Brock Lesnar have to kind of put him in there given the fact and, and he I said it last week he, he's got a whole new I got a whole new respect for Brock Lesnar with allowing Rey Mysterio's son to come in and, and disrupt that match because if Brock Lesnar had to say yes to that, you know what I mean like Vince had to pitch that and Brock had to say yes if not I don't think it would have happened mm-hmm. so given the fact that he allowed somebody else to come in like Rey Mysterio's son Dominic come in and mess up with that match. Right. I give him new props. So. Uh, number 11, JBL. JBL. APA. Yeah. Can, APA. Yeah, okay. I liked him. Uh, number 10 for me. Damn. <laughs> yeah, number 10 for me is uh, Randy Orton. I don't know. Yeah, he could be lower, but I've got more superstars. Yeah, I'm curious, man. You got some big names at the bottom of your list in the bottom 10 or the bottom 11 <laughs> They said or there's tons of superstars out there that I just wrote down. I probably wrote down 30 superstars. Okay. You know, All just right. off the top of my head. 
Uh, coming at number nine, no longer there, but I have to give his respect, Chris Jericho. I mean, all right. I don't think anybody can dismiss what he's doing. Hey, man, I've been a Jericho-holic since 96, yeah, all right? so number eight, Ric Flair. Just in the last 20 years, what I remember of him, I think he deserves the number eight spot. Okay. Uh, number seven, Eddie Guerrero. Could have been up there with Chris Benoit, but I feel like Eddie Guerrero possibly did more for WWE than Chris Benoit. Okay. All right. Um, six, Shawn Michaels. I'm having a hard time with your list right now. I'll tell you why in just a minute. Okay. Number five, Stone Cold. Okay. And I'm basing my list off of what they've done in business and what they've done for the business since they've been out and what I remember of them in the business. Okay. That's what I'm basing it off of. Okay. And uh, number four for me, Triple H. I should probably have him at number one, but... Yeah, yeah, okay, Triple H. I mean, yeah, I can see him in your top five. Um, Number three, The Rock. Sure you thought I knew I, he was going to be close yeah. to the top of the list. <laughs> I'm sure you thought I was going to have a number one. I but, honestly did, but um, guess who my number one and two is? Just take a guess. One guess for my number two spot. Your number one is Braun Strowman. Wrong. And your number two is Otis from Heavy Machinery. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Maybe in the next 20 years they'll be there. Your number one is. We'll do my number two first. I want you to guess my number right, one. My number one. two has to be under Taker. What he's done for the business, the streak, um, how he changed his gimmick and, and ran with it, did very well with it. I learned a lot See, from I that See, I would have made Taker my number one. Number one has to be this guy. There's no other guy that deserves a number one spot than this, the guy I got on. Vince McMahon. If he was a superstar, which he is, but if he was an active Yeah, active roster. Yeah. And this guy's not active, but in his last 20 years in the business and what he's done outside the business with Make-A-Wish and everything else. Oh, I know exactly where you're going now. Has to be John Cena. Good pick. All right, good solid number one, John Cena. I hadn't even really thought of him, to be honest with you. So I did something right in my list. Okay, yeah, a couple somethings. I'm having a hard time with Randy Orton, man. I would be moving him up into the top five at least simply because you've got some wrestlers in there. Like um, Eddie Guerrero, for example, man. I'm not talking about about Eddie, but dude, he, he you know in the last 20 years he was only alive for four of them. Right. You know, Chris Benoit. In the last 20 years, he was only alive for nine of them, eight of them, something like that. Right. Um, I, I think Randy Orton. I think he gave him a little bit of the shaft. That's okay. He's, I, I can't discredit. You're, you're really not going to like my women's list. <laughs> well, let's hear it. This one was super hard for me, okay? Because, again, a lot of deserveable women to be on a list. Just not mine. As long as Dana Brooks number one. She's not. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Number 20 comes in at Michelle McCool. I thought her gimmick and her character with Layla and uh, their flawless gimmick and the tag team was really good. 19, Stacey Keebler. Oh, gosh, Stacey Keebler. Uh, pretty much changed the business for her. Um, there's not much I can really say. She started out as a Nitro girl on WCW right. back in the 90s. Uh, 18, Tori Wilson. 
Hello, Tori. 17, Alexa Bliss. Alexa, that low. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 16, AJ Lee. Not there anymore, but very good on the mic, and I can't discredit what she what she did for the Divas. 15, Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me! Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 14, Gail Kim. Gail Kim. I forgot about her. 13, Kelly Kelly. I like Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly. Hello, Kelly Kelly. Number 12, Victoria. Victoria, man, <laughs> you're taking me down memory lane now. Keep going. Number 11, Jacqueline. Ja- Gosh. <laughs> How old do you feel right now? Old. <laughs> Number 10, Molly Holly. Oh, Molly Holly. I'll never forget when there was a promo backstage, Stone Cold, when he was a heel, and he's talking to Crash. Right. And he's like, you and your bimbo here, meet me out at the ring. And he's like, you what? He's like, your bimbo. Meet me out of the ring or something like that. <laughs> anyway. Number nine. I could have pushed this one to like 15, but after talking to some people and, and, and realizing that she does deserve to be a little bit lower, Nikki Bell. Like lower on the list? Dude. Number nine, what? Nikki Bell. Yeah, okay, she's in a good spot there. Are you saying she doesn't need to be in that spot? To me, I mean... I know she. I know she did what she did to Cena, right? Like that was a so that, what? That was a shot. I mean, for me, okay. So what she did to Cena, in my eyes, is that she used him to get higher up, right? Cool. I don't know if that's that's up for that's speculation. I mean, I mean how I, would you that, feel in a hundred thousand people proposing to someone and then five months later, bye? When you feel a little embarrassed and as a fan, you're like, fucking traitor. Well, excuse my language, but what a traitor. Like, you don't do that. Like, you can use the business, but you can't use somebody. Come on. And then you go off and you get with your damn dancer. You watch Total Divas. Yes, I do watch Total Divas, and I watch Total Bellas. And if you watched it and understood what went on between them prior to the breakup, you would have a better understanding, Jr. I would, and that's, that's my okay. fault. For not this this is your list, though, and I but and I respect that. She, so. she deserves to be on the list. Okay. I just didn't want to put her. What about at her first, sister, at number nine. Bree does not make. Bree doesn't make the list. Okay, all right. If we were doing tag team, she would. Okay. Um, number eight, Sable. Sable, not really a wrestler, but she was a woman of wrestling, right? She was considered a superstar. Right. Oh, gosh. Number seven, Natalia. Okay, good pick. Number six, Charlotte. Wow, I figured you'd have her in the top five. Um, No? Okay. Number five, China. China was definitely a trailblazer, that's for sure. Number four, Ronda Rousey. Are you nuts? No. Are you freaking nuts? No. Man, you got her way too high on this if list. If it wasn't for her, honestly, in my opinion, they would never have finished WrestleMania. They would never have main evented WrestleMania if it wasn't for her. Dude, give her a number 10 slot, all right? Yippee-ki, dude. She <laughs> she was a one and done. She did one year in the WWE, and where's she been since? Look, I, I understand all right, okay. But it's your list. It's, it's your list. But it's, it's list. WrestleMania, the biggest spectacle in all the world of entertainment. 
And if it was honestly, if it wasn't for, I don't feel like Becky and Charlotte would close that. Even though it was a, I feel like it was a shit. Okay. Number three, number two, kind of coincide with each other. Trish and Lita. Trish and Lita. I figured one of them would have been your number one. Number one has to be. It can't be anybody else. Stephanie. Stephanie McMahon has to be number one. Ah, but okay, we're playing with that line again, there, Jr. I know, Is she I know. a superstar? Well, she has wrestled, so I mean, she. It's not like so she is has. Vince. Been. Well, Vince has, yeah, but it's okay. No, no, this is your list. I'm just saying. I may have put her in my top five. Okay, I yeah. can't. I can't disagree with you there. Okay, in the top five, but. I definitely would have put somebody at no, like I probably would have had China number one, then followed by Trish and Lita, you know. But hey, I didn't make a list, so I can't sit here and try to debate this with you. you know whose list you're on? Jericho. Jericho. Oh, you just made the list. <laughs> you know what happens? All right, category one. I have top two WrestleMania men and women. First one, or I'm sorry, just men. Um, Triple H WrestleMania 30 with Charlotte, Sasha, and Alexa. His entrance was awesome. And to have them three, knowing what we know now, yeah, I mean, could could he foresee them being as big as they are now? Is that why he put them in there? Maybe, who knows? My number two has to be Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 25 coming down from the heavens against the Undertaker. It was a heaven versus hell match, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. him, Best. him going down the zip line probably was a good a good one, but. In, in my era that I can remember actually watching, paying attention, attention to, has to be you know, in the story. Yeah, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels for the first time, or no, that I'm sorry, that was the second time. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think you get any better. Category two, top two crowd reactions. I think personally, number one has to be Shane McMahon coming back from seven years out of the business in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, it was when the Stephanie was receiving the Legacy Award, and he comes back, and the crowd is so that was the loudest thing. I've ever heard. Right. Um, second one would be the Rocks, Stone Cold, and Hulk Hogan WrestleMania 30. And they all, each of them coming out, uh, especially Stone Cold and the Rock, because Hulk Hogan was first. I don't. I feel like that was a pretty good crowd. Game. No, no, I, I, I can, <laughs> I, I can, I can. Get it. I can get down with that. I can agree with that for sure. Category three had best on the mic, men and women. Uh, number one, The Rock. Best on the mic. You can't insult anyone better than The Rock. <laughs> John Cena. John Cena, you make my list. How did John Cena not make your list of best on the mic? Because there's only two, and I feel like my second one is Triple H. When Triple H speaks, I feel more into the TV and more there than what John Cena would say. What about The Miz? Miz is good, but I only had two. If we did top five, John Cena would definitely be number two. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, women, Stephanie, and AJ Lee. So I never heard AJ Lee on the mic, really, so... Well, you need to go back and watch AJ Lee when she talks crap to Nikki Bella. Yeah, see, this is where my, my <laughs> list would have been incomplete because there's about a 10-year gap where I, I did not pay attention to WWE, so... Well, category four, I got two uh, top two emotional moments. I have Ric Flair's retirement match at WrestleMania and the speech the Monday following. Uh, the retirement speech was quite emotional. 
Um, Eddie Guerrero tribute, Monday Night Raw, 13 years ago. Would be my second edition. Any emotional moments you can... Not in the last 20 years that I can really think of. I mean, the only one that really jumps out to me is the Owen Hart thing. Uh, When Owen Hart fell from the rafters, he was being lowered down, and Cable broke whatever it was, hit his head on the ring post. And that was at SummerSlam? When was that? Somewhere in there. It was a pay-per-view. I know that much. Um, the next Monday Night Raw was was pretty tough. This is what uh, this next category, the last category, category number five. We're probably going to get a little bit of discussion or a little bit of reaction. From Top two men and women, heels and baby. Top heel I have is Randy Orton. He's played a good heel, though, over the years. That that feud he had with Triple H and Stephanie, one of the best heel storylines I've ever seen. Mm. Number two heel for me, JBL. He was very cocky, very confident in what he was doing. And I feel like he had any uh, any freedom on the mic that he wanted. Um, women, or I'm sorry, men baby faces, John Cena. Definitely a baby face for the last 20 years or 15, however long he's been in there. And Stone Cold. Stone Cold hasn't always been a baby face, though. Not always. But he was a good one. Well, and his intentions were not to be baby face. (laughs) (laughs) His intentions were not, but um, he played one. He played a really good one. Him and Vince. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Full five year (laughs) Vince thing. Golly day. Started in the 90s, yeah. <laughs> Still going to this day. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, women heels. Stephanie McMahon, probably one of the best women heels out there. Oh, yeah. Not just that she's probably going to be the next boss, uh, next CEO, but number two, Alexa Bliss. As a heel. Alexa Bliss is a good heel. Yes. And my last two women baby faces, I think number one deservedly. Kelly Kelly. Yes. <laughs> Can you get any more innocent? Than that? No, not at all. <laughs> and then my other baby, my other baby face was Molly Holly. Molly Holly was a good baby face. Any uh, any crowd reaction for you? Uh, you know, I'm thinking about your women top superstar list, and I don't know how the Glamazon wasn't on there. The one of the first Royal Rumble men entrance. Um. Very true. And, and, I, and I definitely thought about her. And I'm also thinking about Nia Jax. I, dude, let me tell you a story. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Nia Jax was one of the top three I wrote down initially. I had written them like I did with my men. I wrote down a whole bunch of names. And she was in the top ten. You know, being the physical nature that she has, the appearance. And then... Um, on top of what she's done, she's a women's champion. Eliminated Royal Rumble men. I mean, she definitely has... She deserves to make the list if we were doing probably top 25. Okay. You know what I mean? She's there. It's just so many other women that I felt deserve to be in front of her. Okay. So, and okay. again, it's changing the business outside, and it's changing the business inside. And what I can remember as, as a wrestler... Or as a fan watching them wrestle. Okay. 
but I urge everybody who is watching or listening to this podcast, either on YouTube or all other podcast listening platforms out there, to shoot us a comment or a post on our Facebook page, WW Mentality, and let us know what your top 20 men superstars are and top 20 women superstars are. I would be very eager to see those lists. So I, I would too. I certainly would too. So if uh, anyone is listening, go to our Facebook page or go to our YouTube and just leave a comment and leave your top 20 superstars, men and women, in the last 20 years. Okay. Any closing statement from Mr. Executive Producer? Well, I would like to mention that we do have some new sponsors. Uh, we have OBX Bail Bonds. They'll have you out before the soap can hit the floor. Also have Village Hardware. Village Hardware, if you all, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. That's very true. Village Hardware. And I would also like to mention the Bellhaven Pool Room and Georgie's Sport and Oyster Bar in downtown Bellhaven. The perfect night out consists of those two things. I'll be honest with you, I've never been there. But I feel like we we might have to take a trip there to Bellhaven. Yeah, if you blink, because like, I hear a lot about it. it, and it's not a very big no place. <laughs> not at all. Downtown Manio is bigger than Bellhaven. Wow, I'll have to take you out there one day, you Jr. Have to take me out there to the. Uh, they don't I say sticks. You could say that. Sticks. That's safe to say. Yeah, they they don't take too kind of wine cheesers, but I feel like I'm doing okay. And uh, I hear that No No Mama is a big. Celebrity no, no, around there. No, no, mommy is a big celebrity around there. Yes, if that tells you anything. <laughs> <laughs> tells me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that ends this segment for WWE Mentality. We are working on a couple new things, like a intro. Yep. Yeah, we're going to be working on that so we can grab some more people at the beginning of our show because they say that's very worthy for podcasters to have. Yes. To have a good intro. We're going to be working on that. So stay tuned. And uh, any other? I think that does it, JR. I think that does. It's been nice to be back for an episode. Uh, don't know if I'll be able to be here next. I still, you know, I have to take it kind of week by week and, and look at what, how my weeks are turning out because I, I've never been this scheduled in my entire life. Ever. Like, yeah. I wrote down on my calendar, podcast, <laughs> 11 a.m., Thursday. Good. You know what I mean? Like, I wrote this stuff down and planned my day around this, you know? Um, it's not something I can do all the time, but I felt like uh, I had an opportunity to do it today. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I haven't hung out with JR in a hot minute or two, so let's do this. Well, it's been fun, and I'm sure the fans love to hear you on the other side of the mic. Maybe. <laughs> well, probably all the all the rats is, uh, is what uh, a wrestling term, all the rats. Yeah, all the rats. Okay, the, the all ring, right. The ring rats or the podcast rats. Right. But, uh, yeah, that ends it. It's, uh, it's been fun. Thank you for coming, and thank you for allowing me to sit in your chair once again, even though you're here, because I know this chair is very uh, worthy. And it takes a lot to end this chair. It took me a little while. You got there much faster <laughs> than I did, so that's saying something. <laughs> that's Well, I am Mr. One. Yes, indeed, you are. But that, yep, that is it for us. We are headed out, and uh, as Justin likes to say, keep slamming. And stay wonderful.